Hello and welcome to the Private Labeler Show, where we are dedicated to helping you take your Amazon business to the next level. Now, here is your host, Nick Landowski. Hey everybody, what's going on? Nick here from the Private Labeler Show. Welcome to episode number 54. And much like uh, the last episode, episode 53, I'm just straight up unedited, just unfiltered, just raw off the top of my head. No glitz, no glam, no sound effects, no music, no nothing. And I just wanted to share with you my new basic launch strategy, something that I've been trying out on uh, a few products that I launched recently, and it's working really well for me. And I thought I would share what's working, what's not working with you guys, because obviously, unless you've been living underneath a rock, uh, you know that the past few months, weeks, whatever, Amazon turned the game upside down for private labelers in return in regards to uh, the review process with the terms of service and all that. I'm certain you're all familiar with it. I'm certain you've listened to all the other podcasters talk all about it and do a great job giving you guys the information on there. And I just wanted to give you um, my take real quick, but also give you my basic launch strategy, which isn't really any different than what I was previously doing. And it's been working for me still. So um, a lot of sellers I know were freaked out and I'm quite certain a lot of some sellers at least probably left the private label game in general because that usually happens around when Amazon does big shakeups. People think it's going to be too hard to continue to sell on Amazon or whatever it might be. Um, it's all laughable in my opinion. So um, less people is better for me, I guess, at the end of the day and better for you. So um, if you're unsure of what I'm talking about, obviously in October, Amazon did the review changes uh, the, for the terms of service. I'm not going to cover that. Look that up on your own time. But that obviously has... Uh, people still a little bit freaked out, but here's just some quick bullet points I'm going to share with you guys, some quick thoughts. I'm not going to dive into these at all. I'm just going to tell you a quick opinion and then walk into my basic launch strategy. So some things I know to be true um, in terms of being an Amazon FBA private label seller, that for the majority of products you are selling or the majority of niches, the quantity of reviews needed to be successful is highly overrated and I've always said that it's all quality okay I'm not gonna get into the details on that but um, you don't really need as many reviews as you might think so you don't need hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of reviews just to get started for most products okay so if you are worried about that try to pick products that maybe don't require a million reviews to get started so maybe like the supplement space might be an exception where you do need a ton of reviews to be competitive I could be wrong on that but I still think for a lot of products you only really need a handful of reviews, if that, to get started. And that's just based off of my experiences and my niche, okay? So um, obviously, just giving you a little heads up, tread lightly when it comes to using the traditional uh, review sites that were in existence before. Hopefully, they've all updated their, their um, operations in terms of service to comply with Amazon. Make sure they are good to go with it and that uh, they comply with everything so you're not breaking any of Amazon's rules. I would still avoid Amazon Facebook or excuse me, Facebook groups in exchange for reviews like the plague. Uh, that's completely against terms of service. You have no idea who's on that other end. That might be Amazon or I don't know, who knows? Just avoid those, those sites or like Facebook groups for reviews and um, find, find out how to launch another way or how to get reviews another way, which we will cover. So um, at the end of the day, if you listen to episode 53, though, if you have an, an email list or an audience, that, that's really monumentally important. You, you really, I can't underemphasize that. So check out episode 53 if you haven't heard it yet. Um, I give you some 
some quick resources or tips how to build a pretty uh, decent sized email list really quick. And that for cases like launching a product and continuing to sell on Amazon as a private labeler is paramount. So if you have no idea how to build an email list, check out episode 53. Um, at the end of the day, this this is kind of common sense, but having a good product is is essential now. You can't you can't hide a crappy product with fake reviews anymore. So a lot of people could do that. They could have kind of a bad product that got bad organic reviews, and they could mask that with um, paid-for reviews, essentially, right? Four- and five-star reviews masking a shit product, okay? You really can't do that in a lot of cases anymore because it's just going to get eaten up by those bad organic reviews now. So, and then a little thing out there, people, after the, after the Terms of Service updates, a lot of people were happy saying, oh, this... This means the playing field is level now. They love it. Well, it depends upon how you look at it. I personally don't think that the playing field is is level. Um, Amazon changed the game up a little bit and made things a little bit more, or a little bit different in how they how you approach launching a product now or how you get reviews. But at the end of the day, um, if you have no idea how to launch and no idea how to build a list or build an audience, uh, you might be in trouble. Okay, so it's not a level playing field because the cream always rises to the top. Okay, so just because I can't get reviews um, as fast as I used to, and you can't either. It doesn't mean that it's equal, because if I have different skills or different skill set in how to launch a product or all these do all these other things, uh, that doesn't mean that it's a level playing field at all. So, um, yeah, it's not level. I don't care what anybody says. You, you have to have skills. You're going to want to develop these skills to be better than your competition and, and you know launch better and, and get those reviews. So that's just my opinion on that. So here's some basic steps to launching. And again, this is just some one-on-one stuff that, that's working for me, for my products, for my niche, for my genre. And I've done this with, like I said, two products since the, chains, uh, the changes here. So I know it works, okay? Now, first things first, you're going to want to make sure that your listing is hyper-optimized, okay? And that goes without saying, but you'd be surprised. I still see, you know, even in my niche, some people just put up some garbage, garbage listings, and it kind of makes me go, what the, What are they doing, you know? So uh, a, a hyper-optimized list. You want to make sure that your keywords are, are on point, okay? Your pictures are top-notch and beautiful and really go the extra mile on pictures. We People are visual when they shop online. It's all about visuals. It's all about telling your story for your product, portraying, you know, why it's better than the competition, all that stuff. And you need to do that with a plan with your pictures, Okay. Just putting basic pictures up probably isn't going to work in a lot of cases, okay? And then another thing that really gets kind of overlooked, make sure that your product is in the right category. For some products, there might be multiple categories that you could potentially place your product in. So do a little research on that and make sure you have some thought into where you're actually choosing to place your product in its main category. It could really make a huge difference in how you come out of the gates, okay? So, um, and I, and it's all about keywords in the back end, in my opinion, I've always said it, you can beat the pants off your competition with just better keyword strategies and things like that. And you guys know that I'm a big fan of just making things simple and buying my keywords through simple keyword inspector. Um, you can check it out on my resources page or I'll put that in the show notes. That's what I always do. When I start out a new listing, I go right to simple keyword inspector. I buy up tons of keywords and I filter through those and I use those in my listing to make sure that. I'm using the correct ones because it does make a difference, okay? So uh, let's see, kind of step number two. Let's say I, I have my listing up, I got my product in inventory, I got my pictures, everything's ready to go. 
what I do, and this might be different than what you do, but this is just what's working for me, okay? This is a strategy that's working for me. I come in hot on the price or low, if you will. So let's just say that uh, the, the product that I'm selling, I don't know, maybe is gonna, at the end of the day, I, I think I might be able to sell it for like 15 bucks. I'll just throw it out there as a number. Um, in your case, maybe you're selling tech and it might be like a $40 product that, that you hope to uh, retail or sell your price at eventually. Everybody's gonna be a little bit different, okay? But I'm gonna come in extremely low on my price, okay? To the point where I might be losing money if somebody were to buy that organically, okay? At the regular price or the sale price or whatever. So I gotta, you know, obviously you need to know your numbers, know where you're at, know what you're comfortable kind of losing or whatever it might be. But on the last two products, I've come in at a loss right off the bat, okay? So I just consider it marketing costs, if you will. So I want to have my, my product price so amazingly competitive or low compared to my competition that even with no reviews and no rankings or anything like that, it's still gonna get organic sales. People are gonna see it, they're gonna see a great listing and great pictures and completely not even give a shit that it doesn't have any reviews and they're gonna buy it no matter what organically, okay? So what you might need to be careful of though is if you put your product price too low, it's gonna get knocked into the add-on um, price structure. Like it's if you mark it below like five bucks or something like that, it's, it's gonna get marked as an add-on product, which you do not want in most cases. So just be mindful of that. So make sure you check it. Don't go so low again where it drops it in there. So I, I come in low, I come in real hot on the price. And just by coming in hot on the price, I know I'm gonna get a few organic sales right off the bat, hopefully first day, hopefully within the first few hours of launching essentially. I haven't driven any traffic or done anything yet, but um, I'll get sales, okay? Again, I might be losing a couple of bucks, but it's just all about getting some sales velocity, just getting, just getting some action um, into Amazon and, and getting those products out there, okay? So start off low. Now, the next thing that I do, and I have this all planned, okay? It's, it's part of the process, but I start pushing traffic. So immediately, as soon as that listing goes live, I push traffic, okay? And there's a million different ways that you can push traffic to your listing. There's a million different strategies that you could use, okay? So one thing that I can do is I can rely on my email list, okay? So let's just say I have, I don't know, a few hundred, few thousand people on my email list. What I can do is, I can send those people an email and give them a maybe a coupon code for whatever price I want to bring it down to. So maybe I want to um, you know mark my product down to a dollar and and give it to a certain email list that I have. Is here's a really cool product I have that I'm launching. I'm going to give it to you for a freaking dollar or whatever it is that you have for your plan. Maybe it's you know a couple of bucks or whatever it might be. Or maybe you just want to launch at um, a regular retail price to them and just see how it works out. It's going to be a little bit different. But in my cases, I've launched to them for a dollar, okay? So they're getting a big steal, a big win. A benefit of being on my list is they get access to some of these promotions, these sweet deals, things like that. So I send out the email, have it all go out, however many email lists I have. And then if I have an Instagram uh, following, which I do, and I have Facebook following, I'm going to be building a Pinterest following. So whatever social media audiences I have, I can also let them know. So uh, however I, you know, communicate to them, that's, you know, just putting the posting out on the fan page or whatever it might be, or the Instagram um, uh, post or whatever, I want to drive traffic with those sources as well. If you have a YouTube uh, following, which I do not for this niche, you could obviously drive traffic with that. So I'm going to push some traffic. And in this case, I'm marking it down to a dollar with a coupon code. Okay. 
So I'm going to get a bunch of sales because people like sweet deals like that. So they're going to be buying it with the coupon code. And yes, I'm going to be losing money with that. You know, and, that, and I'm perfectly okay with that for uh, for a temporary purpose, just to get things going. Now, other things I can do is I can um, use Facebook ads, which I uh, have recently done as well, and also Instagram ads to push additional traffic and push people into a landing page in exchange for a coupon code, so I can be um, drawing in people from outside of my world with Facebook ads and things like that, and pushing them to a landing page with lead pages in exchange. Um, or their email, I'll give them a, a, a coupon code or whatever it is that I want to set up to give them, okay? So I'm getting more people added to my email list and then essentially more traffic, more purchases being made. So using those those simple things like Facebook and Instagram, um, you know, are, are extremely beneficial just to get, you know, triggered some additional sales on there. Now, what I'll do then is after I kind of uh, launch, you know, with, within the first few days, I'll start up pay-per-click. And I, I started on like a slow drip, okay? I'll do it as like like an auto campaign. Um, I won't bid very high. I'll bid kind of low. Kind of just, it's like a trolling, like trolling motor. You know, it's just kind of, it's just murking along in the water. Um, just, you know, driving some, some traffic to the listing, getting some impressions, some clicks, things like that. So I just kind of start that slow and steady, okay? Some people might go a little bit aggressive, super aggressive with the PPC right off the bat. That's up to you. Um, what works for me is just going... Like I said, steady Eddie, slow and steady with that uh, Amazon pay-per-click. And then obviously built into this, um, I'm getting some sales. But as soon as those sales go out, I want to then start getting some reviews. Okay, some organic reviews, obviously. That's what I'm going for. And in order to do that, and I've talked a million times about this, but you're going to need a feedback system set up such as Feedback Genius or SalesBacker, which I've talked a ton about. So having a system like that is obviously monumentally important, okay? I can't, I cannot emphasize this enough. You're going to really need to make sure that you're touching that customer as many times as possible to ask them for feedback, to ask them for those reviews. If it nets you a few extra reviews to get you going right off the bat, that's what you need to do. So you're going to want to make sure that you have those setups so that when the customer buys your product, obviously you're going to need those reviews, right, long-term to get your product built up. So you have those organic sales coming in, the, the traffic that you push to it from your list, from your audiences, and within a few days, if you pushed enough traffic to it, you're going to get uh, hopefully some reviews. You know, you just, in my opinion, again, you don't need a ton, you just need a few, just a few to get going. And at the end of the day, if your product is good, it's not a piece of garbage, people will be more than happy to leave a review, either off, you know, in their own, uh, in their own, because they're so excited about their pro your product. Um, on their own uh, accord, if you will, or because you're asking them through a, a piece of software or a follow-up sequence like SalesBack or Feedback Genius, kind of just reminding them, okay? What I have kind of typically found is that if your product is good, people are going to be excited to leave you a good review, okay? They're, they're happy about their purchase, okay? Um, and then on the flip side, if, you're, if your product stinks and it was a ripoff and it, and it was horrible, they're going to be very, very likely to voice that frustration, Okay? Usually it's like if your product is kind of mediocre at best, those people are really are enthused to leave you reviews. So uh, it's it's all paramount to have that that really high quality product, obviously, because those people are going to be super excited and be more would go out of their way to leave your review because they love it so much. So after you have just you know two, three, four reviews, you should hopefully get those within I don't know within a week or so. You're going to slowly start to kind of get some momentum because now 
your listing will have some social proof, okay? So the PPC that gets driven to it, the organic traffic, it's got a little bit of social proof. Hopefully you got a few four and five star reviews built up on there, they're high quality reviews. Um, that's gonna help you build some momentum. Now what you do at this point in terms of price, um, in my opinion, this is what I've been doing, is I just slowly raise the price, okay? So I might, let's say I launch at, um, I don't know, 995 or whatever it is that I'm launching at. Maybe the after I kind of get those few reviews that trickle in, I'll raise at a dollar. And then see how that reacts towards uh, the, the ranking, the amount of units that are going out. And then, you know, I, I adjust and maybe raise it another dollar off of that. All while knowing my numbers. I still want to know, am I losing money or am I making money on this product with, you know, my current price setup and things like that and where my rankings are. But I found that if you just kind of slowly guide it along, like just slowly raise that price as those reviews kind of trickle in, it'll start to build momentum, okay? Now, obviously, when you first start out, if you're starting out at a bottom basement price, again, you're going to be losing money. People are going to be, you know, buying it like crazy, hopefully, because it's such a great deal, they can't pass it up. But slowly raising that price, you're going to maintain your, your BSR or your sales velocity. And all the while, um, you know, just getting those organic sales. So that way, the more organic sales you have, the more reviews you should have ultimately that come in, okay? So that, that's, that's kind of the, the idea there. You're really going to rely on those organic, natural reviews. Those are the ones that you want, okay? And that's just been working for me. So can't stress it enough. Good products matter. High quality reviews matter. Having that feedback system that is pushing out there to request that feedback and reviews really, really matters. Now, after I kind of uh, start pushing that price up naturally, you know, slowly, a little bit, maybe each each few days, then I really want to go on with a full-on PPC assault, start up all my campaigns kind of on full blast, uh, start up my phrase, my broad, my, you know, all my manual campaigns, my auto. And again, I, I get a, a ton of my, my PPC uh, keywords right from the simple keyword inspector. And I simply just drop them in there. And I, I'm very hands-on with PPC to make sure that it's profitable or that, I, that it's effective for me. So I start that full-on blast in there so that way uh, when I'm pushing a ton of traffic to it then through PPC, they see that it does that have social proof, that it has a few reviews on it, hopefully really good high-quality reviews. And um, your, your conversion rate should obviously hold steady with that. But it's just kind of a slower process doing it this way versus just coming out hot with a crap ton of um, – reviews right off the bat that you could that you could get before with those review sites and things like that just a slower guided process that's all and as you're uh you kind of start inching up towards your optimized sale price so let's just say you you hope to sell it for 15 now you got maybe five reviews 10 reviews on it uh you're slowly inching up towards that you know 14 15 price that you wanted to settle at um obviously just you know keep an eye on things see how things are going but then at that point, in my opinion, you should start split testing right away. So I, as you guys know, I use Splitly to do that. I, I put it in the resources or the, it's in the resources or in the, uh, the show notes. You can check that out. Then I start messing around with things. I start optimizing uh, the listing even more. And I continuously do that. Okay, Continuously make sure that I'm at the right price points for maximum profit, that I have the right pictures in the right order, and I'm constantly switching things around to uh, build the best listing that I can to make the most amount of money from my listing that I can. And you can do that through split testing. So I don't start split testing right off the bat. I wait until my product is 
essentially, um, I don't want to say plateauing, but it's kind of normalized for my price and I'm still maintaining sales and velocity and all that. So that kind of uh, about does it. And again, this is just off the top of my head, very similar to what I was doing before, but just the key takeaways, what's working for me might work for you. Come in real hot on that, like a low, low price, start to get those organic sales. Make sure you have your systems built up, your, your feedback systems, your sales backer, and uh, you gotta push traffic. So if you have any questions on this, let me know. Um, I plan on doing some future podcast episodes in regards to some other traffic source methods using YouTube and things like that. But for now, your uh, good old Facebook and Instagram uh, should suffice if uh, you want to put that in uh, kind of a combination with your existing email list. That's all you really need. If you don't have any of that stuff, then clearly you can uh, borrow other people's audiences, which I do plan on doing some content on how to use other people's audiences to launch products and things like that. So hopefully you guys got some value out of this. Uh, Again, the terms of service changes, to me, it's not that big of a deal. Just have to have patience, have to have a strategy, have a plan, and you should be just fine as a private labeler if you're willing to put in the work. So that about does it. Talk to you guys in a future episode.